The following shiur is presented by Rav Ariel Ovadia of the Sephardic Halakha Center. For more shiurim or information, please visit vshc.org or call 1-844-200-TSHC. That's 1-844-200-8742. Shalom Aleichem. We will, Bezat Hashem, discuss a halachic topic that has to do with Parashat Tetzaveh. Uh, where various details of the Mishkan are discussed, and amongst them, the bringing of the Ketoret. The Pasuk says, Aaron should bring Ketoret Samim while the Menorah, as he lights the Menorah as well. Same thing when it comes to the evening. There's two times in which we bring the Ketoret, the good-smelling um, incense. And that is connected to the lighting of the menorah. The Natsiv in the Amek Davar asks, what is the connection between the menorah and the Ketoret? It seems like they are intertwined. When the Torah says, when the Ketoret is, when the Nerot are lit, that's when the Ketoret should be brought in the morning, and vice versa. Uh, um, uh, what, sorry, when the Nerot are, are, are fixed in the morning, and when the Nerot are lit in the evening, that's when the Ketoret should be brought as well. And then it seems explains that the menorah is alluding to the pilpul of the Torah, to the the learning that one is mehadesh, the one the, the the learning that one does on his own, not just the Torah shabichtav what we received written the oral the, the written Torah, and not just the oral Torah which that is um, all alluded to in the Arona Kodesh in the Arona Berit in Kodesh Hakodeshim. The menorah is another facet to Torah which is the learning of Torah that's done on on a person's own level, and from what he has learned, what he adds on the Torah, and the halachot that he, that he is able to, to draw out from the Torah, that is what the menorah alludes to. So therefore, that comes hand in hand with the ketoret, which he explains is a, alludes to gilut hasadim, to, to hasad, to doing kindness to others. And since Torah cannot, um, um, heights in Torah and depths in Torah cannot be reached without kemah, without support, and without the the what what the Ketorah alludes to, that's why they're in, in, intertwined. The support of Torah is enables Torah scholarship to flourish, um, and vice versa. The Torah allows bishud tzadikim shabado, bishud the Torah learners. There's support that comes. There's parnasah that comes to the entire community. So it's a a mutual relationship between Hesed and and the study of Torah, the scholarship of Torah and between the menorah and the ketoret, which allude to these two concepts. So, I want to discuss issues that relate to the reciting of the pituma ketoret, um, which we recite every day, in the morning, in the evening, uh, by minha, and uh, according to the Mekubalim, according to Shohan Aruch, one should also recite the ketoret before the tefillah, when one recites korbanot, and many do recite them at that time as well. There are two um, subjects which I want to discuss. The first one is writing the ketoret on cloth. It's very popular today to have the Ketoret written on a cloth, and that is how the Ketoret is uh, recited from a cloth. And the Makor for this comes ready from Avaria Bok, and more recently in the Kafa Haim Falaji, and the same thing Kafa Haim Sofer, they both write Beshem Sefer Mishpat Tzedek that Nachon Liktov Parashat Pitum Aktoret, it is proper to write the Parashat Pitum Aktoret and the Beraita which is the Tanora Banam, Pitum Akore, Ketzad, etc., etc., on Klaf or on Gvil, 
Bechtav Ashurit Kemo Besefer Torah. To write it as though you're writing a Sefer Torah on parchment. And every day, one should read from it the Pitum HaKtoret. And this is a Segula for wealth and for good Parnasa. And uh, the Rav Chaim Falaji brings it as well in, in Ruach Haim. And stretches back all the way to Seder Ayom, Rabbeinu Moshe ben, ben, ben Machir, who lived in the times of Bet Yosef. And, and he writes that this is an extremely um, um, proper thing to do. And he says, you should read it, from the Ketoret and Kalaf, which I personally haven't seen people reading the Ketoret by Minha from, from parchment, but that is what the Seder Hayom, the Rabbanu Moshe Menachi writes. And he says, And I guarantee that this will re- uh, bring good reward. So, Maran Rabbi Ovadiah Yosef asks on this that we find that Shohana Uch and Yoredi are rules that one is not supposed to write a, a separate parasha, not the Torah as a whole, in, in Megillah B'Fneatzma. Meaning to say, it's one thing to write an entire Chumash. It's another thing to write the whole separate Torah. That is permissible on a on a cloth, um, as a separate Torah would be written. But to write parasha, parasha, to write a single doubt, parasha, just by Daber Hashem and Moshe Lamor, just Shema, or, or, or just the parasha Taktoret, that is forbidden because the Torah was given um, as one piece. The, the Gemara and Gitin says, that Samech Amud Aleph, Be'am Ine Abaye Merabah, Abaye Atz Rabah, Ma'u Lichtov Megillah Latinok Litlamedba. Is one supposed to write a Megillah for a Tinok Litlamedba, for, for a good purpose, it's to teach a, a child how to how to read the Torah. So can you write him or, or, to, or to study this, or to study Torah, can you write him a parasha separate than a whole separate Torah um, on klaf? Um, doesn't really say klaf in the Gemara, but but, uh, but that's, uh, we assume this is what it's talking about. You're not supposed to write it like that because once the Torah gave it in such a way that it's all one Peace, the Torah is all in peace, one should not separate it and one should not split it up to different parashiyot. The Reef writes that uh, the halacha is not like this and and you are allowed to write it for a tinok to be taught. Why? Because we want to make it easy for the child to have to have a textbooks and to have a form to, to read. If you would have if you need a separate Torah for every boy who needs to learn Torah for every child, that would be too difficult. So therefore, in order to facilitate the study of Torah, you may even write portions of the Torah, even though that is not the division that the Torah was, was, was given. However, the Rosh and the Ran um, argue on this, and they say it seems like the Gemara concludes that it's not allowed. Um, but the Rosh says it must be that the Rif was relying on the fact that it would be too difficult to keep this, and therefore he's, he's, he's following the logic that we explained before of Et Lasot Lashem, that sometimes you have to um, do something that is that seems to be a little wrong in order to facilitate the study of Torah. Um, that is that is what the Rosh understands. However, the 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 Ran and the Rambam and the Rosh also seems to hold that it is um, that one should not write a Megillah uh, in its own right, a portion of the Torah separate from an entire separate Torah like we do with the Ktoret. However, the Rif says it's Mutar. And with Yosef gets into the Rif's opinion, and he ends up saying, he, he, he goes through a few questions on the Bet Yosef, and he ends up saying that it's uh, that he, he that he likes the explanation of the Rosh and the Rif. And he calls it Kaftor Vaferach. He said it's a beautiful explanation. 
So it seems like Maran is praising this pshat of the of the rosh and the reef. Um, it would seem like he he likes the reef's opinion, which is, which is matir. And this is what the Bach also says. However, when it comes to Shachan Aruch itself, the the Maran is Mahmir like the Rambam, and the Rambam also doesn't say anything. Seems like they hold that it is forbidden to write a separate parasha not within the 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 um, scope of the entire Sefer Torah. The Bach asks, how could they rule like the Rambam in this regard? Isn't the Minhag to be lenient in this? Then all over people are lenient in this regard, and everybody writes parashiot separately. That's what the Taz writes also, and that's what the Shach writes. And uh, the Taz just adds that that's only when you're using it for the for the proper purpose. But just to write it on a wall and to make nice designs, that's going to be a sur. But if it's for a productive purpose, then that will be that will be uh, permitted. So the Marit says, since the reef is not clear why he makes it asur, why, why he says it's mutar, even though the Bet Yosef has a nice uh, explanation in it, nevertheless, the Rambam writes with Shitu that it's asur, and that's why Maran goes with this with this opinion. So says, ask Sacham of Adiyah, if so, then what is the what is the excuse to write the Parashat HaKtorah? I understand it's a very good thing for for uh, for uh, Osher, and, and, but, but how, how do we even get to, to base one? How do we even write it to begin with? One is not supposed to write a whole parasha. I would have seen from Rabbi Meir Mazuz in Sefer Makor Neeman, Siman Rashavet, Halakal of Siman Rashavet, that he writes that never meant to write that these opinions never meant that you should write the entire uh, parasha Torah, but rather you should just write the Samemanim. You should write Atzori, Atzipor, Nachalbena, Levona, and that fulfills that opinion. Um, if you look in the expression of Rabbi Machir, which you brought. He says, Kol inyan Sounds like the entire aktoret, not just the samimanim. Uh, anyway, so we have over here this seem, seeming um, uh, contradiction, or at the very least, this this uh, this this. Uh, on the one hand, we have the Rav Chaim Falaji and the Kafahaim and many others who say that there is an inyan to read the aktoret from a klav, and then the Chacham brings Shulchan Aruch and the Rambam who hold that one is not allowed to write. A portion of the Torah that is not the entire Torah on a cloth. So, some say that one can be lenient based on the Korban Etanel. That's the opinion of Shut Mishpatiah Uziel, that that because you're not writing an entire parasha, all you're writing is Two pesukim and three pesukim. If you notice, it looks like a lot of pesukim. The the parashat aktorit, but really it's a combination. Three pesukim from um, uh, parashat akintisa and three pesukim from parashat for two pesukim from tetzaveh. Ve'alot ha'onet anerot. That's the ve'nemar. Ve'alot ha'onet anerot. And ben arba and kitirana. That's the pesukim that we're saying um, that we read in our parasha. If so, since it's not a full parasha, it's just a combination of three pesukim here, two pesukim there. That is going to be mutar and the rishbats already. Uh, writes this this uh, this heter and he says this is this is very common. We have the Agadash Pesach. We have um, other other in the Gemara itself. Many times two pesukim are brought at once or three pesukim. That is not that is not going to be an issue. Even though you know printing may, may be different than writing on a cloth, but there is reason to to be lenient in this regard. Um, 
because it's because it's um, written as two or three pesukim at most, and not as a full parasha. So that's one one way to reconcile these two sources. So we said already, either you can say, like Rav Meir Mazuz says, that you only read um, the Samemanim themselves, but you don't actually write the parasha. That's not what it sounds like from the poskim that bring the segula to read this entire parasha. It seems like you should write everything. Another explanation, another recon- uh, way to reconcile the sources is the way uh, the Mishpateh Uziel writes, that maybe you're only writing two or three pesukim at a time, that's not an issue. Rav Moshe Sternbuch has another mahalach, and he says that since, number one, he says here, there is a purpose, there is a constructive purpose to write. The constructive purpose is because it's a segula and all the chachamim write that it's an inyan to read it. If so, it's subject to the same etair of et lasod lashem Again, that's not going to help according to the Rambam and the, and, 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 and the way Maran brings. Although the riff says that you could do it for a constructive purpose, the Rambam doesn't doesn't give any leeway for a constructive purpose. Even for a tinok which is much higher than than the excuse of, of, of uh, you know, saying it for the purpose of becoming rich or for the purpose of, of the blessing. Even to teach a child one is not supposed to write a Megillah. That's the way Maran rules and that's the way the Rambam rules. So you can't, you can't say an excuse of Ed Lasod Lashem the way the Rif says. If you hold like the Rif, that's one thing. But, uh, but, but Maran clearly doesn't hold like the Rif. But then he says another Heter. And he says that the only Isur, the only prohibition of writing a Megillah, of writing a separate portion of the Torah on its own, that's only when you're writing only that portion of the Torah. So if you were to write only the Parashat HaKtoret, that would be forbidden. However, since we don't write the entire Parashat HaKtoret, we write um, also the Beraita, which is a part of the Gemara, and, and, and some other bear I taught. So therefore, it's like its own, it's like its own nusach, it's like its own text. Such a thing you're going to be allowed, uh, you're going to be allowed to write. Um, that's, that's his, that's his eter. So he says that the, that this eter is, um, he, he says that although, um, one is not supposed to write a parasha in the Torah on its own right, but when it comes with, along with Gemarot and with other things, that is going to be permitted. So, so far we found um, three reasons, to be, to, three ways to reconcile the sources, or maybe even four. Number one, like Chacham Mazuz writes, to write only the, the, the names of the Samemanim. Another way is that if you're writing two or three Pesukim at a time, which is what we do, and not an entire parasha. By the way, al Habura also brings this, and he says he discussed it with his father, al Habura of David Yosef, and he said he discussed it with his father, and he still wasn't uh, happy with such a heter. Another mahalach is the way, the, is if we go like the Rif, which is, which is, which Rav Moshe Sternbach says, this would also be a, a constructive purpose to write the Ketoret. And again, this doesn't really work uh, if you follow the Maran's uh, opinion, who, who says the, Ramba, the, 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 the Rambam, and the Rambam doesn't give any leeway even to teach a child kol sheken for the purpose of the segula. Surely for the purpose of a segula, he won't be lenient. And the final malach, which is what, what Rav Moshe Sternbuch says, is that if you're writing the parasha along with other beraitot and other um, um, gemarot, that is not subject to the prohibition of writing a text of the Torah as a separate text because there's other texts mixed. Or mixed. There are other texts text mixed with it. Um, writes that one should not write the Ketoret on its own right. Only once it's written, one may use it and one may read from it. Um, and that is uh, what many people do. However, others um, have it written on their behalf. And Another 
topic is written into our reading of the Ketoret is what we say in the end if one misses even one uh, of the spices of the Ketoret he, of the ingredients of the Ketoret he, he has to be not Mita that Bedin kills him but Mita Bidei Shamayim like, like similar to Karet there's a few differences between Mita Bidei Shamayim and Karet so the Bet Yosef brings in Siman Kuflamet Bet in Ohaim he says that in Kuflamet Gimel sorry he brings up the Rabbeinu Agadol Maria Buav, who writes that one has to be careful not to say Pitu Maktoret by heart, because then he might miss one of the Samemanim, he might miss one of the spices, and then he would be Hayav Mita, because our, the Ketoret that we recite, the Korbanot that we recite, are in lieu of the Korbanot that were born in the Beit HaMikdash. So just like the Gemara says, that if he misses even one piece of the Ketoret, one ingredient is Hayav Mita, so too when I when I... I'm bringing in lieu of the Ketoret, I'm saying the Ketoret, I'm reciting the Ketoret instead of actually bringing it, that also has to be complete and can't be missing. However, but Yosef writes, if that's what you're saying, la'alacha, fine. If you if you receive like this, that you shouldn't say it like that, it's one thing. But I can argue on, on, on your logic, because number one, according to Rashi, in Masechet Keretot, or Masechet Yoma, the reason why a person is Hayav Mita when he doesn't bring the whole Ketoret is not because he brought a missing Ketoret. Rather, it's because he went into the Beit HaMikdash with no excuse. The Torah says, Bezot You may only enter the Beit HaMikdash if you bring the, the proper Ketoret. If you don't bring it, if you didn't bring the right Ketoret, so you have no real excuse to enter the Beit HaMikdash, the, the Kodesh HaKodeshim. Um, if so... There's some some sort of uh, lengthy discussion. This we're not going to get into it. But if so, we who recite the Ketoret and don't go into the Beit Hamikdash, there shouldn't be a problem. We shouldn't be Hayav Mita. That's number one. Then he says, even according to the Rambam, who sounds like in Perik Bet Melchot Mikdash, sounds like he holds that even um, bringing the Ketoret on its own right is also Mehayav Mita. It's also something which is Hayav Mita without, if you don't bring all the Samemanim because you brought the wrong Ketoret, you can't bring a, a, a faulty Korban. You brought the Korban that Hashem didn't ask. It's Ketoret Zarah, just like we find the Bnei Aharon, Adav and Avihu died when they brought the wrong type of Ketoret. So to over here. So maybe that should be a reason why we should refrain from reciting the Torah lest we miss one word. So he says no. When we say the Ketoret, we don't, we're not like we're really bringing it for all the various details of the halacha. Rather, we're saying it to get the zechut of saying the Ketoret, and Kadosh Baruch Hu does count us that we, as if we brought a korban. But it's not like all the halachot of, of bringing the Ketoret are, 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 are actually in the Bet HaMikdash are baked into our recital of the Ketoret. He says that's why we never find that anyone uh, refrains from reciting the Ketoret, even by heart. But the Derke Moshe, which is written by the Ramah, on the Bet Yosef adds that today in our in our communities, this is talking about the Ashkenazim, we don't recite the Ketoret during the weekdays because people are rushing to work. Only on Shabbat and Yom Tov, when people are less rushed, then we say the Ketoret, and that's what the Ramah really rules in Siman Kuflam Bet Siv Bet. However, the Sfaradim in all their locations and many Ashkenazim also do say the Pitum Ketoret every single day, and the reason is because, like we said from the Bet Yosef, there is no real worry even if you do miss one of the Samemanim. Nevertheless, you're not going to be really Hayav Mita. However, the Kafa Haim Falaji writes that nevertheless, you, one should be very careful to recite them only Mitoch HaKtav and to look at the letters while he says Pitum HaKtorat. And he says, That if a person is saying it very fast and by heart because he's rushing out the door in the shul, 
He says, "En shum toilet me'amiraz." That's not the point. You don't. You don't. There's no point of saying ketoret if you will say it in a fast way. Well, even even if it's not like you brought it mamash as a korban, and it doesn't have that status that if you missed one species is hayav mita. But nevertheless, there's no real toilet. There's no real um, benefit to saying the ketoret in such a way. I saw in al Khabura he cites the 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 Benish High in the Sefer Od Yosef High Parashat Miketz Od Zayin, and he says a very nice um, reason. According to this whole discussion, whether or not a person is hayav mitah, if he misses one of the words, um, that is why when we say atav Hashem elokenu shiktu before the ketoret, we never really say straight out, let this recital of ketoret be counted as though we brought the ketoret mamash. Why? We just say atav Hashem elokenu shiktu You are Hashem who the ketoret was brought before you, and then we go straight into saying the ketoret. Um, this isn't so, by the way, when it comes to the korbanot in the morning. We actually say we want this korbanot to count as though in Shalimaparim Safatenu, as though we brought the korbanot in Bet Hamikdash. But here we don't do that. Why is that? He says because we don't want to, by mistake, miss one word, and then it's going to be as if it's aktara. Um, so the maskana, although Marana Bet Yosef and Shulchan Aruch is not worried that one might miss a word and doesn't he doesn't feel like that goes into the Hayav Mita of, of, of the Ketoret unlike the Maria Buav and unlike Yedarkei Moshe because you're not like you really bring the Ketoret yourself and it's not subject to that strength, level of stringency nevertheless the Poskim say Marah Falaji says that one really should take the utmost care to recite the Pitum Ketoret with the proper uh, Kavanah and slowly without rushing at the door and then you can really reap the true benefits of reciting Pitum Ketoret always be zochel that the fillot should be nitkabel beratzon, and and then we zochel to see the Beit Hamikdash again, and actually bring uh, bring the ketorah the way Kadosh Baruch wants us to. This audio series has been brought to you by the Sephardic Halacha Center. The center is committed to advancing research and application of halacha in the Sephardic community nationwide. For a halachic consultation, monetary bedin services. To order this series or to sign up to receive the Sephardic Halakha Journal or for all other information, please call 1-844-200-TSHC or email info at theshc.org to subscribe.